You're listening to the Weekly Sermon Podcast from Liberty Family Church. For more information about our church, head to the website, libertyfamilychurch.net.au. Good morning and welcome to everyone in our church family and anyone else who's watching this morning. When I left university, I used to play in an amateur soccer league. Twice a week training, circuit training, drills and skills, games. And I signed up enthusiastically, looking forward to getting properly fit. It felt like in signing up, I was already halfway there, even though nothing had changed at all yet. Part of our circuit training was the hill. A relatively steep hill that we sprinted up and down, much like the one behind me. We also had to run up and down it carrying our training partner. I was one of the smallest on the team, uh, under 70 kilograms. We had two Steves of the same surname. One was called Little Steve, even though he was normal size. And that's because Big Steve was six foot four, very solidly built, and was probably between 110 and 120 kilograms. My name was called out to train uh, opposite Steve, and so I ran quickly towards little Steve, only to be told, no, your training partner is big Steve. And I started to dread training. The thought of carrying Steve loomed large, as did he. I dragged him. He helped me. We fell over. Sometimes he carried me twice. I began to turn up late, hoping to miss that bit. Training nights were now constant reminders of my weakness and failure physically. That was what was going on in my mind, to the point where I wanted to give up on training. It can be a bit like that in our journey of faith at times. We respond to God's word, to scripture, to revelation. We get a glimpse of who we are called to be, of what we're called to do. We sign up, feeling like we're getting there already. And then it starts to get really hard, to the point of feeling like it's impossible. I want to think about that today, how to do this journey well, using some verses from Isaiah chapter 55. There's so much more to these verses, including a specific word for a specific time. But today they provide a jumping off point to understand part of our journey into maturity and fulfillment. And we begin with seeking. Isaiah 55 verse 6. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call on him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the evil man his thoughts. Let him turn to the Lord and he will have mercy on him and to our God, for he will freely pardon. Seeking, realigning with him, letting go of our way, our thoughts as being the primary guide, wanting and looking for his word and will and way. That's our starting point or returning point. Now we're positioned to hear and respond to his word to us, timeless and today. We're signed up to the training program, but that doesn't mean we're fit. 
now verse 8. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. This journey involves thinking and seeing in different ways, God's ways. And we may need to fight being many gods in our thinking. And rem remember again the utter greatness, otherness of God in comparison to us. We tend to think in straight lines and fixed points. God is thinking about the journey, not just the destination, not just getting us there, but on achieving things along the way. He takes us from revelation to confrontation. He shows us the future and then confronts the stuff in our lives that stand in the way of that future. Obstacles to his word being fulfilled in our lives. And when our character begins to come up to the level of the word spoken, then we begin to see his word fulfilled. We know what we're not, and we're learning about what we're becoming. Confrontation is part of us being transformed. He shows us what he's making us into, and we have a choice about whether we cooperate or complain. Where do we keep coming up against the same old things? What is God trying to show us, to do in us? How can we cooperate better in the transformation process? Seeking God, seeing things his way, helps us engage in the process and see transformation and the fulfillment of his word. Secondly, trusting. Verse 10, as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater, so is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. Our journey here is about learning gratitude, serving, trusting, worship, focusing on the wonder of what God is doing, not any of the negativity of where we are, realizing that as we are crying out for rescue, God's wanting to change us. So when gifting and success is blocked, it's often either about our character or our faith. Think about David, who was anointed king. 20 years later, that comes to fruition. Think about Joseph and his dreams and his life taking a totally different direction. The word from God was about the outcome, but first came the process. And it involved trusting God's word, his promises, his direction, his instruction, trusting his time timing, his wisdom, his perfect will and way. When you're cooking meat, it's not just how long should I cook it, but is it done yet? It's important to pay individual attention to each joint and check it 
otherwise there will be cooking disasters. And it's a good question to ask when we are going through things. Not how much longer, but are we done yet? Are we tender? Are we ready? In what areas do we need a little more time in the oven? We walk in faith and patient perseverance. We thought about that last week, trusting God to know when we're ready. And then thirdly, fulfillment. Verse 12, you will go out in joy and be led forth in peace. The mountains and the hills will burst into song before you and all the trees of the field will clap their hands. Instead of the thorn bush will grow the pine tree and instead of briars, the myrtle will grow. This will be for the Lord's renown, for an everlasting sign which will not be destroyed. Fulfillment, joy, peace, fruitfulness, glory to God. That's what we're looking for. That's where we're heading. God's word fulfilled. Us fulfilled through following that word. The Bible, when it refers to God sending Jesus, uses expressions like at the right time, in the fullness of time. Well, that's a reminder that God doesn't do time like we do. Timing belongs to God. Preparation belongs to us. God, in part, measures time by our growth, our character. We may hasten the moment as we cooperate with the process. There aren't any shortcuts, just obedience and submission that bring us to the point where God says, now. It's about placement, putting ourselves in the place where God can say now. We don't get the suddenness of God without submitting to the process. We tend to see the process as a problem, not part of the solution. But our fruitfulness depends on the state of the ground. That's us, not the quality of the seed. That's his perfect word. God's promises haven't gone away or left us. He isn't against us. He's against what we shouldn't be. That takes us back to Big Steve and the hill. Towards the end of the season, my thinking had changed. Instead of it being a reminder of my failure, it became a measure of my progress. First, I could carry him for a few yards and then more, and then I could walk the whole hill, and then run some, and then run finally all of the hill, carrying Steve. Big Steve and the hill became my great victory, not my great defeat. That trial, that test of my physical strength, that demonstrated my weakness because of the way I thought about it and considered it, became the means of me developing my leg strength to a whole new level. And for us, as we walk in obedience and submission and step with the Holy Spirit, our greatest challenges are meant to be the place of our greatest victories as we start to think differently in the process. And that trial, that test of our spiritual, emotional strength that pinpoints our weakness can become the means of us developing strength to a whole new level as we partner with Father, 
through Holy Spirit power in the process. Think about the ark for a moment, what we stand for, what we fight for, who we are. Here's just a few quick examples. To be a place where people who have never belonged find a place of belonging. To be a place where the hopeless find hope, the broken find healing. To be a place where people are not controlled, but empowered and released and equipped. They're like Big Steve and the Hill. We'll keep being presented with these issues as part of this church, with hopelessness, with loneliness, with isolation, with fear of not being in control or being out of control. As faith and hope, as identity and belonging, as self-control and generous equipping hearts are being developed and strengthened in us as a church, as individuals. As we think about this process, what's God said? What's he saying to us? That's our starting point. Remember, reflect, return. Where is God challenging us? Where is our life and circumstances part of that challenge? What are those recurring themes? Where's God changing us? How can we cooperate better? How can we place ourselves to be ready for God's now? Seeking, trusting, fulfillment. Are you ready to carry your particular big Steve up that hill? To let your greatest challenges become your greatest victories through the power of the one for whom nothing is impossible. I encourage you on that journey this morning. Good morning. And God bless you.